Hang Up by Madonna was released on 17th of October 2005 as the lead single to her 10th studio album, Confessions on a Dance Floor. Notable for its use of the 1979 recording Gimme 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 A Man After Midnight by Swedish group ABBA, the song heralded a new disco-inspired era for the singer and it is her best-selling digital single of all time, with over 9 million copies sold. Like many of Madonna's songs, it's also memorable for its video, directed by Johan Renk and shot in both LA and London. It's an homage to the 1977 movie Saturday Night Fever, particularly at the start when Madonna is seen practicing her dance moves. Only a few weeks before the video was shot, Madonna had fallen from her horse, breaking eight bones, including her collarbone, three ribs and several bones in her hand. It's a testament to her determination that she was still able to dance given that she was in much pain and not as flexible as normal. Of course, the biggest talking point about the song is the inclusion of the ABBA sample, which took the instrumental passage from the Swedish track and turned it into the chorus for Madonna's, as well as using elements of it throughout the song. This was masterfully constructed by co-writer and co-producer Stuart Price, and I'll be talking a bit about his background, and quite a bit about the creative process behind the ABBA song, and of course, playing you isolated tracks from the Madonna song, including a version of the song, which had been prepared in case ABBA had not given their permission. So, for now, sit back, no hesitating, and no waiting, as we go inside the group. Welcome back. My name is Edward Russell, and thank you for being extra patient. You've had to wait longer than normal for a regular episode, but I hope that you really enjoyed the interview I did with Lucy O'Brien. I know many of you have told me that you did, and some of you have decided to buy her biography on the basis of what you heard her say last week, so I'm sure Lucy's very pleased about that as well. I'm doing these podcasts at the same time as holding down a full-time job, and I'm also writing a book, nothing to do with Madonna, but I've got a deadline for that, so it's difficult to squeeze all of those in so you may not get them every week but the good news is I've mapped out the next seven episodes so there is plenty more to come and I've also got a few more interviews in the pipeline thank you again also for your positive feedback and I'm really excited about this week's episode which deals with one of my all-time favorite Madonna songs So there are three main strands to the story of Hung Up, its writing and its recording. The first is the story of the co-producer and co-writer Stuart Price and how he got involved with Madonna. And next, of course, you've got the song Gimme Gimme Gimme, A Man After Midnight, which was the sample used in the song. There's quite a history to that song as well. And thirdly, you've got a genre, I guess, of mashups or bastard pop, which had been successful for a few years before Hung Up was released. And Madonna had sort of played a part in the sideway moves on that as well. So her progression to move to sampling somebody else's song in her own seemed quite natural at the time. But let's step back and, and look at the relationship with Stuart Price first. Now the chances are that you're familiar with some of Stuart's other production duties. If you're a fan of Madonna then you're likely to enjoy many of the other artists he's worked with. They include Pet Shop Boys, Take That, Dua Lipa, Hertz, New Order, Gwen Stefani, Brandon Flowers, The Killers, Sister Sisters and Kylie Minogue. So it's quite a repertoire there. He first started working with Madonna on her Drowned World tour 
When rehearsals began at the beginning of 2001 in LA, he accompanied her on that tour, and he was also part of the Reinvention Tour, the tour that accompanied the American Life album. And of course, he then helped her create Confessions on a Dance Floor. You may know Stuart by his monikers, Jacques Lucon, Paper Faces, Les Rhythm Digital, Thin White Duke and some other acts he's been associated with such as Zoot Woman. I was actually a really big fan of his music before his association with Madonna and was really pleased that he became the musical director on tour with her and was over the moon when I found out he'd be helping write and produce an actual album with Madonna. So, if we take a step back to 2004-2005, after Madonna's reinvention tour, she'd actually planned to write a musical. Firstly, she was working with long-term collaborator Patrick Leonard. She decided that that planned musical, Hello Suckers, wasn't what she wanted to do after all, and went in a different direction. And this time she was teaming up with director Luc Besson. She recorded a number of tracks for that project, and she had asked Stuart to come up with a song. Um, she described it as wanting to sound like ABBA on drugs. He took that quite literally and created the backing track for Hung Up. In the meantime, she read the script from Luc Besson and decided it was rubbish and that she didn't want to have anything to do with it. She's been quite open about that fact in the press. So what next? Well, when Madonna was promoting Confessions, she did a number of interviews with her and Stuart. And there's a really fantastic article in The Guardian where the two of them are having a conversation. And Madonna actually says to Stuart, I don't think you were ready. The amount that you've grown from that record to this one is huge. And she's talking about American Life there. But I only intended to write a few songs with you. I intended to do the bulk of the record with Mirwais. And then it turned out to go in the other direction because the first song resonated so monstrously. And of course, what was that first song? It was Hung Up. Stuart said of Madonna, making the album was a very relaxed process. Normally she'd get round to mine at about 3 p.m. At this time, making a cup of tea is about the only thing I've managed to get done. Madonna, on the other hand, has been up all morning having meetings with her publishers, publicists and accountant. So by the time she's got to mine, it's like the end of her day. She hasn't got time to waste. And so you get round to working fast. You don't around. <laughs> And what she like to work with in the studio? He says, she's the greatest hands-off producer ever. Most people think the producer should be pressing the buttons or what have you, but she doesn't pretend to do any of that. She sits on the couch and listens and tells you when you're not being very good. When something's not sounding good, she'll say, that's rubbish, that's rubbish, and that's rubbish. And you'll be like, I know, I'm not trying to be rubbish. In terms of being a songwriter, she has that thing, but she can turn the microphone on, open her mouth, and one of those melodies comes out and you go, blimey, that's how you've done it. So what can I tell you about ABBA, the group whose song Gimme 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 was sampled? Well, I think it's very likely you already have heard of them, but if not, I'll give a quick refresher. They were a pop group who originated in Sweden in the early 1970s, coming to the attention of the general public in 1974 when they won the Eurovision Song Contest with their song, Waterloo. They had a string of successes that continued until the end of 1982 when they disbanded. Unofficially, of course, and not permanently, it seems. They have nine UK number ones, and many of their songs are still played on the radio today, including hits such as Fernando and Dancing Queen and Gimme Gimme Gimme. So, who were they? 
The group comprised of songwriter Benny Anderson, who is the principal composer and producer of the group. You also have Bjorn Ulveas, who is the lyricist and I guess an editor towards Benny's work. And then you have two female singers, both of them stunningly beautiful, Agneta Folskog and Anna-Fried Lingstad. They both have wonderful, incredible singing voices, and when the two sing together, it creates almost a third voice. Gimme 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 came two-thirds into their career in 1979. They had released the album Voulez Vous in the April and were planning on doing a world tour that included North America for the first time later that year. The band wanted to have a new song to perform on tour and also to include in an upcoming Greatest Hits package. They worked on a number of new tracks from June onwards. One was called Ladybird, that never came to anything. Neither did the song Rubber Ball Man although they did release an excerpt of that song much later in 1994. Another song at one stage had a working title of Been and Gone and Done It and a set of lyrics about a woman who was trying to look for her husband even though she didn't think it was the right thing to do. Now in ABBA's archives there's a version of that song with that set of lyrics and also another version, quite rocky in its form, recorded in one of the rehearsals which has a new title of Gimme 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 A Man After Midnight and it's pretty much the lyrics that ended up in the final version of the song but a slightly different arrangement, as I said with much more of a guitar feel to it. Eventually, however, and thankfully, they went down the disco route and on the 5th of September 1979, they did a variety of mixes, including the one that we know today as Gimme Gimme Gimme, A Man After Midnight. It was released as a single in October of that year and was a massive success, reaching number three in the UK charts. And even today, it's still really successful with fans of music of all ages and has achieved 170 million views on YouTube so far. However, strangely, Bjorn and Benny aren't particularly fond of it. And in fact, Bjorn has said, it's not what it could have been. It's lacking shine somehow and it's a little bit dull, which personally I find quite shocking. I think it's got a wonderful, brilliant sound to it. And apparently Benny's only favorite part of the song is that flute synth riff that was used in Hung Up. That's played on the Yamaha GX1 synthesizer, which the band had purchased a few months earlier. It's on the Voulez Vous album, particularly on the track Does Your Mother Know, the bass synth in the intro. And then it absolutely saturates their final two albums, Super Trooper and The Visitors. It's got a really distinctive sound. And of course, it plays that wonderful riff from Gimme 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 that is so famous today. And of course, there's a third factor I talked about, which is the mashup, also known as Bastard Pop. And it's something that became popular in the late 1990s or the early noughties, when there were a few examples of songs where an instrumental track of one song was used with an a cappella from another song. These were unofficial mixes, but of course, like everything popular, they soon became a bit more official. A really good example would be Khalees' Finest Dreams, which mixed the SOS bands The Finest with Human League's The Things that dreams are made of. Madonna also got in the act, kind of, when Danny Minogue mixed her song Don't Wanna Lose This Feeling with Into the Groove. As that got commercial release, I can only imagine that Madonna gave her nod for that to happen. In fact, as part of her campaign for The Gap, Madonna mixed Hollywood with Into the Groove, Into the Hollywood Groove became a release in its own right. 
the early noughties saw a lot of love for 80s tracks. I guess that the pop stars of that day were young when the 1980s tracks were first out and so a bit like Madonna's generation having a love for Motown, this is what was happening and Madonna's records suddenly became more and more popular. Her archive stuff was being played in clubs everywhere. But rather than jumping on the bandwagon, Madonna took a sidestep and she actually reached into someone else's past even further back than the 80s to get inspiration for her new music. Hence the use of a number of 70s tracks on her album, such as the Donna Summer 1977 hit I Feel Love, which is referenced in Future Lovers, and of course ABBA's song In Hung Up. Benny and Bjorn had to give their permission for Madonna to use the track. Had she simply been covering it, that would have been fine, but because there was a sample of their master in Hung Up, she had to get their nod before she could proceed. In fact, she pretty much ended up begging them. She said, I had to send my emissary to Stockholm with a letter and the record begging them and imploring them and telling them how much I worship their music, telling them that it was an homage to them, which is all true. And they had to think about it, Benny and Bjorn. They didn't say yes straight away. They never let anyone sample their music. They could have just said no, and thank God they didn't. In fact, Benny was quoted as saying, We get so many requests from people wanting to use our tracks, but we normally say no. This is only the second time we have given permission. And we said yes this time because we admire Madonna so much and have always done. She has got guts and has been around for 21 years. This is not bad going. Now, personally, I feel quite emotional about that. I think Benny Anderson is the greatest living musician. He's far better than quite a few of the dead ones as well. And for him to champion Madonna is great. So let's talk about the section of Gimme 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 that Stuart Price used in the backing track. We know that that musical interlude is used quite frequently, but there's also this section from the ABBA track, which occurs after the first chorus and into the next verse. But Stuart doesn't simply sample this section and reuse it throughout. What he does is retunes it, chops it up, moves it around, plays around with it so much I would love to have had the opportunity to speak to him and ask him exactly how he did it because it's done very cleverly, expertly in fact. Here's how it sounds when you take the ABBA sample out of Hung Up and play it on its own. That's the musical interlude I played you earlier from the ABBA track. But whereas that was just a constant D note, he's retuned it so it goes up to F, back down to C, and then back to D. D, F, C, D, F, C, D. And then we've got this sample as well. Now Stuart's done a lot of work on this, a lot of EQing, a bit of extra drumming going on, I'm not sure where he's got that from. And of course he also adds a high pass filter to the track which gives that sort of drifting in and out muffled effect. Here we can hear it starting to happen now. It's basically taking the top end, the sort of treble of the track away. It's a feature that's used a lot in dance music. Now one of the other things that Stuart does is he completely retunes the ABBA sample and adds extra instruments for what becomes the middle eight of the song. Here it is.
It's not a particularly complex chord structure, but it sounds quite beautiful. And it helps Madonna create what I think is one of her finest melodies ever. That middle eight, or bridge, in fact middle 16, if you want to get technical, um, is one of the best pieces of melody that Madonna has ever, ever written. Now, I have to let you know, unfortunately, I don't have the multi-track of Hung Up, but what we do have is some stems, um, the various tracks compressed together, so we've got the vocals, not the separate tracks, but we've got all the vocals pushed together, plus a few other elements, including the bass. I'm going to play you that bass line on its own now. So just to be clear, this isn't the bass from the Abba song. This is an extra bass line that Stuart has played and added himself. Next up we've got some synth strings. This is the piece that's used in that bridge section I played you earlier. And this is just supplementing what's on the track. It's very similar to the strings that appear in the Abba song. Then you've got this lovely pluck synth, which features mainly at the end of the song. Now the next piece I have to play you was quite a revelation when I first heard it. I think I'll just play it and then talk about it. Every little thing that you say I do, I'm hung up, I'm hung up on you. Waiting for your call, baby, night and day, I'm fed up, I'm tired of waiting on you. First of all, you're hearing Stuart Price sing that melody. Um, he's singing a harmony to Madonna's lead vocal. That's definitely his voice. I know it from his own solo work and his work with Zoot Woman. And interestingly, he's singing with the inflection on Waitin', which is a sort of London sort of accent, I guess, which Madonna copies on her version of the lead vocal as well. Very, very interesting. I wonder which one came first. The other thing you can hear is a vocoder. Let's listen to the bridge section sung by the vocoder. So what is a vocoder? I hear the word being misused all the time. It drives me mad. People often refer to Auto-tune, that sort of digital pitch manipulation, as vocoder. Vocoder is something very different. It was first devised in the 1960s, and it does a very, very different thing. So if I say the phrase, Welcome to Inside the Groove, and then I play a synthesizer part that goes like this... A vocoder will combine the two elements, a carrier and a modulation signal, and it creates this. Welcome to Inside the Groove. It sounds fantastic. It's like hearing a robot speak, and that's probably why you hear it in lots of 1970s disco tracks, such as um, Funky Town by Limp Sync or I Lost My Heart to a Starship Trooper. And it's no wonder that Stuart thought he'd use it on Hung Up. Maybe it was even Madonna's idea. It sounds fantastic. It sounds really, really good. It's certainly the perfect backing to Madonna's vocals, and of course, I know you're dying to hear them. So here you go. Time goes by so slowly. I don't know what to do. 
Every little thing that you say or do I'm hung up I'm hung up on you Waiting for your call, baby, night and day I'm fed up I'm tired of waiting on you Stuart is very happy to record his singers in the control room with a lo-fi stage microphone. As you can hear, he's layered Madonna's voice again and again to make it sound really rich and full. And this is a trick that's used throughout the album. Let's listen to that bridge section that I love so much. I can't keep on waiting for you I know that you're still hesitating it's so strong and forceful. Don't cry for me. Almost like an assault on the ears. I love it. So I think it's very clear that Gimme 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 is at the heart of the song. And I can't help but wonder what would have happened if Madonna had approached Benny and Bjorn and they had said no. Well, it would have been very difficult for Madonna to proceed. She could have removed the sample and still put the song out. But having already admitted that she wrote the song around it, they could have still sued her if they wanted to. Well, thankfully, that never came to happen. But just in case, a version of the song was prepared without any ABBA in it. I'm going to play you out with that version of the song. But before I go, just to say that the next episode will focus on the 2014 song Living for Love from Madonna's 2015 album Rebel Heart. So you will hear from me soon. Until then, here's Hung Up Without ABBA. Bye for now. Goes by, so slowly, slowly, time goes by, so slowly, slowly, time goes by, so slowly, time goes by, so slowly, time goes by, so slowly, every little thing that you say. Slowly, 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 slowly